0: We're all about shutting hell down. Amen. Shutting hell down. That's what, that's, that's what we're called to do. We're called to shut hell down. And we have the power to do it. We have the ability to do it. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that, ALM? Yes. Do you believe you have the power to shut hell down? Amen. Do you believe you have the ability to shut hell down? Because you can. How do we do that? Jesus. 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 He gives us all authority. He gives us the power. How do we we shut hell down? Through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit. He gives us the ability. Amen? Amen. I don't know about you, but I like shutting hell down. I like to shut hell down. I'm tired of hearing hell speak. I'm tired of hearing it speak. I'm, I'm tired of hell showing itself. And the only way we can stop it from speaking and showing itself is that we got to use our tongue against it. We got to use our creative power, use the creative power of our tongue against it. Because that's what we're going to be. We're going to start a series. We're going to start tonight. We're going to talk about the tongue. Then we're going to get into words, God willing. Because I really believe it's time to shut hell down. I'm tired of hearing hell. I'm tired of listening to hell. I'm tired of watching hell speak. I'm tired of the evidence of hell every day. Because anytime the devil, the the hell speaks, it shows its evidence and I'm sick of it. Aren't you tired of it? Well, either, you know, there's there's tired and there's tired. What I mean by tired, in other words, there's people that's tired. In other words, you do nothing about it. Then there's people that are sick and tired and they say, you know what? I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to shut its mouth. I don't want to see the evidence of hell. No, it's time to see the evidence of heaven. It's time to enlarge heaven. That means, to enlarge heaven means you need to enlarge your faith. How do I do that? In other words, you got to work it. You got to expand your faith. How do you expand your faith? You got to work it. You got to work it. Faith without works is what? Dead. You got to work it. You got to work your faith. If you want to expand Heaven, if you want to expand your ministry, if you will, you got to exercise your faith. Because when you exercise your faith in God, you're going to shut hell down. Hell ain't going to have a say so. And anytime hell wants to say something, you're just going to walk all over it with faith. Do you hear what I said? You're going to walk all over it with faith. And it's time for this church to start exercising its faith. It's tired. How do you do that? Use your mouth. Use your tongue. God's given you a tongue. Don't you know that tongue is powerful? Amen. You can't tame it. We'll get into that. I don't want to jump into Sundays. You can't tame the tongue, but you can use it. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. ALM, our called tongue has creative power. Your called tongue has creative power. Everybody stick your tongue out. Mm. Mm. I mean, stick your tongue out, man. That ain't stick your tongue Stick your tongue out. It's like you were a little kid when you're like, mm, with somebody. Who's ever had their child stick their tongue out at them? Come on. You say something and they just go. Or you go back to your kids. ALM's called tongue has creative power. I want you to see that. It has creative power. Your tongue, yes, your tongue that may have been used for the world at some day at time in your life has been changed for the kingdom of God. In other words, it's been sanctified. (laughs) Woo! We ain't even got there yet. That's a whole series in itself, sanctified tongue. But when you get born again, it's a process. When you get born again, there's a process of deliverance. How many of you here last night? Thank you for showing up tonight. But when you get saved, there's a, there's a process. Deliverance. You become holy. You become righteous. You become sanctified. In other words, there's certain parts of the body that just going to fight you more than others. And it's usually the tongue's the last thing that's, that fights you. Because it, it, the tongue doesn't have a problem being holy. It doesn't have a problem being righteous. Where the tongue has a problem is sanctification. Why am I even talking about sanctification right now? I didn't want to go there. But I have a system here. (laughs) But our called tongue has creative power. Your called tongue has creative power. God's word that is conceived in your heart, then formed by the tongue and spoken out of our mouths become a spiritual force releasing the ability of God within us. Let me read that again. God's word that is conceived in our heart, then formed by our tongue and spoken out of our mouths, becomes a spiritual force releasing the ability of God within us. That is what creative power is. That is that creative power. You need a tongue to form your words. Your tongue plays an important part in talking. Because if you didn't have a tongue, you'd, you'd be mumbling. you be you wouldn't understand anybody. There's a reason why God gave you a tongue. Why? Because it forms, it it forms the words. So when you're able, when you're talking, your tongue is able to form the words and your mouth, when your mouth opens, it projects out. If you didn't have a tongue, you'd have a problem. You're mute. And that's exactly what the devil wants the church to be. Mute. Do you realize the devil doesn't have a problem you coming to church? Devil doesn't have a problem you coming to church. The devil doesn't even have a problem you praising and worshiping God. Where the devil has a problem is when you leave this place and you bring the word with you and you project it outside these walls. That is where the devil has a problem. So he prefers you to be mute. But we the church have to understand something. Our called tongue has creative power. In other words, your tongue, your, crea- your, called creative, your called tongue has the power and the ability to shut the devil down. You can rebuke the devil, and the devil will be rebuked. Amen? Amen? It has creative power. That is why Jesus said in Mark 11, verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, what, th- what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. In other words, you can have whatever you say you can have. By, re- by reading Mark 11, verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. You can have what you say, whatever you say you can have. A lot of people don't believe that. I'm not one of them, because I believe it. I believe I can have what I say, and I can have what I pray. I believe it. I can When I pray something, I expect it to happen. Why? Because the, our... Our called tongues have creative power. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things soever ye desire. What is your desire tonight? What is your desire? Because if you go and look at that word desire, in other words, you go back to Psalms 37, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. If you have delighted yourself in the Lord, in other words, you're, a, you're, a, you're the church, and you have done exactly what God has purposed plan and expected for your life. Whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. In other words, it is in God's goodness to give you the desires of your heart. Your desire should always be pliable to what God requires you to be. And that is to be the church at all times, every day of your life in season, and out of season. You never stop being the church. You are the church on Sunday, in church, but you're also the church come Monday morning, God willing, when you go to work. You are still the church. You don't say, well, the church has got to shut up now, I have to go to work. No, the church never shuts up. The church don't shut up because when the church goes mute hell will speak for it remember I'm tired of hearing hell speak when the church goes mute the hell will begin to speak hell will begin to show itself hell trust me you be, you keep your mouth shut hell will show itself and who do you think hell is gonna show itself first He's going to show himself first to the church. Why? Because that is exactly what the devil does. He's going to rub it in your face. Since you be quiet, I'm going to talk. You gave me permission to talk. No, 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 no. I'm done hell talking. I don't want to hear what hell has to say. Because hell cannot bring forth life. It only brings death. It only knows how to steal, kill, and destroy. It doesn't do anything else besides that. Because it is of the devil. But we can have whatever we say. You can have what you say. What you say is yours. What you say is yours. What you say is your faith speaking. What you say is your faith speaking. In other words, hey, my faith saying I can have that. How can you have that, Pastor? Because I'm the church. I'm, I'm, I'm sold out to God, I'm a servant of the Lord, I, I serve God, I read my Bible, I pray, I'm a witness, I tithe, I give seed, that's why I can have it. Do you understand that? Do you realize if you're a tither, you're blessed? If you realize if you give seed, you're blessed? And say, Lord, I give you seed Sunday, so I'm cash. I want that because I gave you seed. I gave you something to work with. It ain't like I asking you empty handed. No, I gave you something. Come on, this is faith speaking. This is how your faith got. Either your faith is bold, or it's a bunch of whippy thing. Guess what? If your faith is weak, guess what? The devil's going to show itself. But when you're dead, when your faith is not weak and you understand that your called tongue has creative power, you're going to start using it. You're going to say, "Uh uh-uh, I don't care what the devil said. I know what I say, and what I say is what Jesus says. Hey, I can have what I say, I can have what I pray. I prayed about it, I sought the Lord, and I want it. Now, there's one thing to say, I want it, then go get it. Then go get it. What you say is your faith speaking. Now understand this. This works in a negative way just as it does it works in a positive way. Proverbs 18 verse 20 through 21. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, you've got to understand something. Your tongue, your, your, your called tongue has creative power. It can be a blessing or it can be a cursing. That's why you got to understand, hey, to keep your, your, your tongue sanctified. It's got to be sanctified in the word. That's why you got to make it a lamp under your feet, a light under your path. Every day of your life, because if you don't make it a lamp under your feet and a and, and lamp under your feet and a, a light under your. Yes, I'll get it right eventually. Thank you. You're going to mess up. You're going to sin against God. Your tongue's going to sin against God. That's why you need to understand these things. You need to understand the importance of the word. Your word keeps you clean. Let me say that again. The word keeps you Clean. Clean. We don't have time to be defiled. We don't have time to be filthy. We got to be a vessel of honor 24-7. Why? Because we've been marked by God. When you get born again, what is born again? I didn't say forgiven. I'm saying born again, washed in the blood. In other words, you have walked away from sin. There has been a transformation. That's being born again. I'm not talking about coming up here and confessing your sins and, you know, and I, you know, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. I'm talking about you get transformed. When you get born again, something changes in your life. You're not the same person anymore. And when you get born again, you're, you're different than what you've ever been before. And when you begin to speak things... Things come forth out by what you said, by what, you're, what came forth out of your tongue. See, if you're not born again, if you're not born again, you, it's meaningless. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, the devil's going to look at you and laugh. But when you're someone who's born again and someone who knows who they are, they can have what they say, they can have what they pray. And they can stand on this word 24-7. And they can see it come to pass. But we can't afford to miss it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Your tongue can work both ways. It can bless you one day, it can curse you the next. Or you can speak blessings and all of a sudden before the end of the day, you can curse the very thing that you were blessing if you're not careful. Because it didn't quite work out the way you want it. Listen to me. Life is not going to work out exactly the way you want it. God is not going to do it exactly the way you want it. Did you honestly think Joseph wanted to go the way he went to save Egypt? No! Joseph could have gave up and died in that pit. Joseph could have stayed there in that pit and never done nothing. He could have stayed a slave to Potiphar's. He could have said, "You know what? I'm going to sleep with his wife. Everybody else is doing it. Why not me?" Oh, you think Joseph was the only one she's lived with? Mm-hmm. That woman was a whore. No, no, no. Do you think Joseph thought after he got betrayed by his brothers, got betrayed by Potiphar's wife, got thrown in jail? No, 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 no. God didn't tell him the process. God never told him the process. So don't think everything's going to work out right. But God always knew Egypt needed to be saved. Because out of Egypt's salvation, his daddy, Joseph's daddy, was going to be saved. In other words, Israel was going to be saved. But he never saw it. So don't think it may not work exactly. Watch your tongue. Watch your tongue every day. That is why we read this word. We keep ourselves holy. We, we keep ourselves You know what, body? You're going to line up with the word of God, whether you like it or not. Lord, take my tongue and hold on to it. Put a grip on it. Put a grip on it. It's like, you know, this is... ah. I'm like, because you know what? Once you say it, you can't take it back. You don't understand how powerful the tongue is. That's what he says there. Death and life from the power of tongue. In other words, whatever you feed it, whatever you feed it. That's why, you know what, like you, you know, it's like my mama always knew, my, my parents always knew who I hanged around with. Because if you hanged around with ungodly people, it'd come on you, and all of a sudden you wind up talking like them. And they would ask me, Who you been hanging out with? I'm like, What are you talking about? He says, Because you don't talk like that. Who you been talking Who who's, Who talks like that? It rubs off of you. It rubs off. If you don't know it, realize you're automatically saying those things. You're saying things. And you're acting, or your 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 language has changed, or you or you your your accent has changed. Thank God, I'm just who I am. There was a sister in the church she came to church Sunday. She told me she says, "You know, when I first saw you as a sister, <laughs> what was her name? Anyway, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." She says, when I saw you on Facebook, I thought you were a black man. She says, and when I listened to you, he sure is a black man. And when I came here, you white. But you act like a black man. You walk like a black man. You you have that, that swag like a black man. And I told her, I says, well I was adopted. <laughs> I am the darkest one out of my whole entire fight, cause sometimes I look at my family come together and I, say, I am the I've been adopted. <laughs> I was adopted. <laughs> Jeff is really my brother. <laughs> we are brothers. <laughs> we had the same daddy. <laughs> Anyway, I know that just went across. <laughs> anyway, I know some of you like visiting. Bishop had another. <laughs> anyway, praise God. I just thought that was funny. But you know, when, you, when your kids are like, who you been hanging out with? Who you been talking to? In other words, who, who, you're talking just like them. Stop it. In other words, you got to be careful. Where you go, you just you not, not everybody's your friend. Not everybody, because if they're not like-minded, if they're not faith-minded, it's going to rub off of you. And all of a sudden, you don't understand the same spirit that's on them. If you're not careful, it will come on you. And next, you know, what? you'll pick up on their mannerisms, and their mannerisms will pick up on you, and it will, it will be seen by people. And you got to understand something: a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of its mouth and with the increase of his lips shall be filled. In other words, not everybody and not everything and not everywhere is where you need to be because you have a called tongue that has creative power. And that tongue needs to be used for the kingdom of God. And if we're not careful, we won't use it for the kingdom. We'll use it for flesh. And anything used for flesh will not produce life. You you sow of the flesh, you reap of the flesh. You sow of the spirit, you reap of the spirit. Nothing of the flesh will produce life. Because flesh is tainted. Flesh is bound by sin. Till we get this glorified body, guess what? You're going to get regal and old. It's just a fruit of that. Why? Why? You were, never called, you were never created to get wrinkled and old. None of us in this room were created to get wrinkled. Why do we get wrinkled and old? Because of sin. Because of sin. You were get, that's why I look at all these people. I'm like, what are you doing? You're wasting all that money out there trying to fix something that ain't going to change. Guess what? That, that's sin. Stretching yourself. It's ridiculous. are putting needles in your forehead keep you from I'm sorry I want you to understand this right here I want you to understand the power of the tongue I want you to understand this when you're an individual that speaks life you speak life in other words you use your tongue in the in the creative sense you're speaking life you're speaking Jesus you're speaking. Jesus and you're because why Jesus says I come to give you life more abundantly when we use our tongues for the kingdom of God you're speaking Jesus so no matter where there is sin when you begin to speak Jesus sin has to flee sin has to go the the impression of sin has to go the reason why people are so are, are so miserable on the inside is because Jesus has not penetrated their heart. That's why they're constantly spending money left and right trying to fix themselves on the outside when their problem is, is that they need to be delivered on, delivered on the inside. And the only way they can be delivered is by the name Jesus. And our tongues were created to have that creative power to speak Jesus into their lives because Jesus is what's going to clean them out. Once a person feels beautiful on the inside, it doesn't matter what they look like on the outside. They feel beautiful. They're happy. They don't care what they, it doesn't mean anything. They can be 500 pounds, but if their heart inside is, man, they have been completed by God. They don't care. 500 pounds is awesome. I'm just, I'm just using that. Because that's not healthy. <laughs> Neither is, what <well>, anyway. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, is that our job as the church is to use our tongues properly. To use your tongue to create instead of to destroy. It's so easy to use our tongues to destroy. We see it, we hear it every day. We see it in the in in society. We see it in we see it in nursery. We see it in schools. We we see it in children. We see it all through the high school, elementary, middle school, high school. We see it in the colleges. We see it in the universities. We see it in everyday work, the ugliness of what a tongue can do, when we cannot get caught up in it. Shun the appearance of evil. Walk away from it. Get away from it. When the devil tries to show itself, rebuke it and say, you know, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I don't want those words around me because those words can taint my ears. Because trust me, if, it, if you can hear it, Satan will use it Over and over, he will remind you of something, this and that. He'll use things. Why? Because that is what the devil used more than anything, is the words that come out of our mouth. That's the only power he has is what we give him. And the greatest weapon he uses is words. And it all is formed by what? Our tongue. We see the example of what I've been saying In the Old Testament story of the 12 spies who were sent to Canaan to spy out the land. There was two reports. You can go back and read it in Numbers 13, 17 through 32. And in Numbers 14, 6 through 9. There's two reports that came out of of the spies that came out of the land. Two reports. One was a report of fear. Out of their mouths. You know what? Let me just go there real quick. Numbers 13. Verse 17. It says, Moses sent them, sent the spies out the land of Canaan and said unto them, get you up this way southward and go into the mountains. Okay? He sent the spies out. Now verse 20 of verse 27 said, it floweth with milk and honey and it's And this is the fruit of it. In other words, everything that God promised Israel, that this promised land that he has for them is going to flow with milk and honey. God never told them that there was going to be giants in the land. He never told them there was going to be other people there. He just said it is a land flowing with milk and honey. And everything that he told them, just like he never told Joseph, That his job, his purpose, plan, and execution was to save Egypt and his family. He didn't know that. God will not tell you everything. He just calls you. But everything he did say was true. And none of them denied what God said. They brought back the evidence of a land flowing with milk and honey. Right then, God should have put a, a spirit of mute over all of them because that right there would have saved them all. But no. After they said exactly that, it is all that nevertheless. Oh, right there. Joshua just went up there and just killed him. He's like, you know what? You're dead. I don't want to hear you. I do not want to hear nevertheless. Nevertheless. That is a word that you need to stricken from your mind. Nevertheless, no, because you know when somebody says that, they're going to give you a bad report. And I don't want to hear bad reports. I want to hear a land flowing with milk and honey. Come on. Amen. How many people want to hear that 24 7? Tomorrow is going to be a land flowing with milk and honey. Do you have faith enough to believe that? Then strike nevertheless from your vocabulary. Why? Because that word nevertheless is a report of fear. Because once they said nevertheless, the people be strong. that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and there and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak, 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 whatever you want to say it, there. In other words, giants. Giants, oh my. Not only the giants, the, the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, all were there. But God never told him that. God said, it's flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be a land flowing with milk and honey. Come on, say that way. A land flowing with milk and honey. A land flowing with milk and honey. A land flowing with milk and honey. Amen? Amen? So strike, nevertheless, from your vocabulary. God has called this church to go into all the world and preach the gospel nevertheless is not in our vocabulary because anytime you begin to focus on the negative fear will set in and the only way fear set in upon Israel was based on those, two, those 10 spies. Those 10 spies believed the fear. They didn't focus on the land flowing. All they focused on, they already forgot about that. All they were focusing on is wall, there's giants, there's many, many other types of people there. There's too many. They forgot about the 10 plagues that God did. They forgot about the Red Sea being open. They forgot about the cloud by day that covers them. They forgot about the fire by night. They forgot about the Mount Sinai shaking because God was with Moses. They forgot about all that. They forgot about the rock producing water, giving them water. They forgot about the quail up to their... They forgot about all that... And what happened? Fear set in and they begin to turn on Joshua. They turned on Caleb and they wanted to kill Moses. Let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back and be a slave. Instead of a land flowing with milk and honey. Say it again. Land flowing with milk and honey. Do you understand that is the God we serve? That, listen to me, that is all God wants you to focus on. Do you hear what I just said? God wants you to focus on the land flowing with milk and honey. Don't focus on the giants. Don't focus on the walls. Don't focus on the Amorites, the Amalekites, the Jebusites, the Canaanites. No, focus on the land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, a constant supply of God's goodness and mercy. A constant supply of his grace every day, every day. But when you take your eyes off of what God told you, you allow fear to come in. And then when you allow fear to come in, your tongue will begin to speak negative. Your tongue will begin to curse you instead of bless you. Our tongues keep us from receiving God's promise, promises. It is not the giants in life that defeat us it's not the storms of life that defeat us we are defeated because we have defeated ourselves the Giants didn't defeat him matter of fact God took care of the Giants he had a boy named David Caleb took care of the Giants when he took his mountain because Not only was a report of fear, then in Numbers 14, 6, and 9, there was a report of faith. My question is tonight, whose report are you going to believe in? Are you going to believe in the report of fear, or are you going to believe in the report of faith? Whose report are you going to believe in? Because you can't have it both ways. You can't serve two masters. You cannot have a master of fear telling you what to do and having a master of faith. No you got to believe what report you're going to believe in. Because if you try to do both, you're going to be unstable. You're going to lose your mind. The only person to blame is themselves. Because we have to make a decision on who we're going to believe in, whose report we're going to believe in. Tonight... Let's put faith into action with our tongue. Let's put faith into action with our tongue. James chapter 1 verse 22. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your your own selves. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. In other words, speak life. What What is to speak life? Mark this down, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if they be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That is what we're supposed to think on. That is what we're supposed to be. That is being a doer of the word, not a hearer only. A doer of the word is going to think about speaking life at all times. Yes, it may seem ugly. Yes, it may. It may look bad. But you are not going to let bad win. You're going to speak life. If there is any time Joseph could have. Really got mad and speak death is when his brothers came to him. But he didn't choose to speak death. He spoke life. He loved them. He embraced them. He hugged them. Why? Because Joseph was a type of Jesus. Jesus is here today not to kill you, but to save you. And how does he save? he speaks life? Come unto me and I will give you rest. In other words, come to me. I will sustain you. I will take care of you. I will protect you. I'll give you the true meaning of what life is all about. I will let you live in a land of flowing with milk and honey. Say it again. Land flowing with. With milk and honey. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's my prayer for you tonight. That you will finish out this week strong. You will finish out this week with a land flowing with milk and honey. Believe that report. Believe that report upon your life. I don't care what they have said. Oh, the giants are going to scream and yell. The Amorites are going to confront you. The Jebusites are going to confront you. The Canaanites are going to confront you. But fear not, because your focus is on a land flowing with milk and honey. Enjoy the fruit of the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen? Amen. Stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's going to be a great series. I hope you enjoy. I hope, I mean, we're going to get into a lot of good stuff because we're Sunday, come willing, we're going to be, well, Saturday night, I don't know what Saturday night's is going to bring us, um, but Sunday I know we're going to be talking about words because this opens the door to you spiritually, physically, financially. And it all starts with the tongue. It all starts with your tongue. If you don't know how to sanctify your tongue, your words are not going to be sanctified. And you got to understand. I I, I was going to talk about words tonight, but I said I can't talk about words because I got to bring about I got to talk about the tongue. And Saturday I may still talk about the tongue because we're going somewhere. Because I it, this your tongue is something it's 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 powerful. And used right will bring forth life. Amen. And that's what we're called to do here. We're Abundant Living Ministries. We're called to bring forth life. We're not called to destroy or cut down or, or hurt people. And words can do that. Our tongues are, trust me, every one of us has used profanity in some point of our life. And profanity is of the devil. There's nothing holy to profanity. But it's in the Bible. So is Hell. So is sin. So is fornication and adultery. Does that make it right too? Hey, fornication's in the Bible. Hey. Come on. No. We're going to take care of our tongue. Because we're called to bring forth life. We're called to speak life. What did I say in Philippians? Think on these things think on these things think on these things listen to me i know but pastor dad i'm tired i understand that but do you understand when in that weakest moment is where you're weak and that's when the devil is going to try to pounce on you when you're tired all of us can can say we're tired but that doesn't mean you let your guard down you cannot let your guard down never Where you're weak, he is strong. And say, Lord, help me through this. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod, thy thy rod, thy staff, it comforts me. Hallelujah. Lord, get me to the still waters right now. God, just get me to the still waters. God, let me finish strong so I can just relax at your still waters. Hallelujah. So I can soak my feet in the presence of your presence, in your presence. Hallelujah. And God will do that. Why? Because he loves you. Everybody lift your hands and say, Lord, I give you my tongue. I do not take ownership of it because it belongs to you. My tongue from this day forward will speak life. I rebuke every negative word that will try to come out of my mouth. Tongue, bow down to the name of Jesus. When I don't know what to say, say, I'm going to keep my mouth shut shut. because I am sanctified, sanctified. holy and righteous unto you. you. In Jesus' name. name. Now, Father, when you ask me to use my tongue, tongue, I will speak life life, and people will get saved, saved. healed, healed, restored, restored, and transformed. By the, power of the Holy Spirit. by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now act upon, act upon it. Act upon it. Act upon it. Touch your neighbor right now. Encourage them in the name of Jesus. To be what God's called them to be. And do what God's called them to do. To be the church. To be a witness. Hallelujah. To speak life. To speak life. To speak encouragement. Hallelujah. Speak the love of Christ. Let them know that Jesus loves them. Hallelujah. Those that are watching the internet, I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus loves you. And if you need Jesus, call on him right now. Jeremiah says, if you call unto me and I will answer you and show you great mighty things. Call on Jesus so he can show you the great mighty things that God has promised you. Let him save you. Let him heal you. Let him restore you. Let him transform you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Confess Jesus as Lord. Recognize that he died on the cross for you. Repent of your sins. And let the Holy Spirit take over. Hallelujah. Those are the requirements of getting born again. And all we ask you to do here at Abundant Living Ministries is make a public announcement. In other words, let people know. What God has done for you. Let people know that Jesus saved you. Let people make that public. Make it public to everybody. Let everybody know what God has done for you. That you are saved by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.